What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here again with the Rewind, the MLW Rewind. I just got back from Filthy Island, and I have to say, it was everything I wanted it to be. A beautiful fucking disaster. With me along for the ride is my podcast life partner, although some days I'm iffy. Please help me welcome the second oldest man on the planet, Lewis Carlin, to MLW Rewind. Lewis? Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. I, but who's who's the oldest man on the planet if I'm the second oldest? Well, my dad. Usually I say my dad's the oldest. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. All right. Fair enough. No, it's good to be back here. Filthy Island. It was a fun ride, and I'm looking forward to talking about Filthy Island. How, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I got my Starbucks cup from okay. the island. Okay. I've got my pineapple-flavored water to represent okay. the Filthy Island, and I'm good. I'm relaxed. And this was by far, in my opinion, my favorite episode of MLW in 2021. I'll put the stamp on that now. Okay. There's been other episodes that have had great bright spots, but this was everything. The promos were great. The comedy was great. The best part about the whole show for me was, I, I'm just going to cycle ahead to main event. When Loki was coming out, they had a the little stats there. Every time somebody came out, they had a stats like graphic come up and they called him the Puerto Rican James Earl Jones. I died. <laughs> I literally was rolling on the floor laughing that hard. Um, so low-key, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican James Earl Jones. That's going to stick for me from, okay. from this day on. Every time we mention low-key, he will be the Puerto Rican James Earl Jones. There's no other way to describe okay, it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I got to say, I, I initially watched it on my phone, didn't give it my full attention. And I know I initially said I didn't like it, but I watched it again this morning, gave it my full attention, and it was it was, it was was really good. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. Uh, like you said, it was a disaster, but it was a beautiful disaster. Beautiful disaster. Yeah, That's the a lot best of, way to put it, it. It was good. Well, I'll let in and we can start talking about it. Absolutely. Let's get into it. So right off the bat, okay. when the episode okay. starts, the disclaimer comes up again. You know, heed caution when journeying <laughs> to Filthy Island. We're not going to read the disclaimer again. If you need to go back and watch a previous episode, you can. But right away, that was the first thing that flashed up as a disclaimer. You know, heed caution when journeying to Filthy Island. Um, as the episode starts, Lawler is on the phone. He's got a dispute over some serious catering problems. They're holding stuff at the port. So he calls Garini over and he hands him some lube. Now, if anybody watched the Firefest documentary, you know exactly where this scene is going. He tells Garini, uh, you need to go over to the docks and deal with the dock foreman. I can't remember his name offhand, but you need to deal with the dock foreman. And he hands him the lube and he says, this isn't for you. Or this isn't for him. This is for you. <laughs> and Garini just looks over at the camera like, huh? So if you've watched the Firefest documentary that was on Netflix, you know exactly what happened. This is when the um, the head of the Firefest um, asked one of his subordinates to... Uh, blow one of the sponsors so ideally he's asking garini to take it up the ass for spam so uh this, as soon as this happened this was everything i knew it was going to be right away they start with this blaze of glory and it was just uh, just epic after that but what are your thoughts on the opening promo well, I, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was just hilarious, and Garini's face was priceless. <laughs> and it just yeah, I mean, it just paused on that face for a few. Years. Like what? <laughs> but the disclaimer, I like uh, MLW assumes no liability in the event Filthy Island is a fraudulent business <laughs> venture. That was just brilliant. So I, I love the opening, and uh, it was great, great stuff, man. Great stuff, man. Yeah, and then um, so we also get uh, we get Lawler on commentary for the whole episode, which is just gold. And he's also there with uh, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert's uh, big in the you know MMA world, um, and that was great. But also, you know, what was even cooler was that there was a lot of background players 
um, doing a lot of stuff at at at, uh, at at Filthy Island. Bud Heavy was your music man. He had yeah, a little like eighties boombox with tape cassettes, <laughs> and he was playing the theme songs on the tape cassettes. Oh, that was fantastic. That was, it was good to see Bud Heavy back. And, and I'm glad they had it there for a whole episode, too. He got a little bit of love. He got be shown on a whole episode. I thought it was great. I thought he, he did. And I loved how every time he popped in a tape cassette, he would start grooving to who's ever entrance music. Was. Or he would go, let's go. Yeah, it's your he, turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, do we even discuss the first match? I guess we have to. But let's discuss yeah. this. This was interesting for me. The ring had no ropes. I don't know if no. that was a budgeting issue. Or if that was a reason, but the ropes, came, not having ropes came into play in almost every match. Because where there should have yeah. been rope breaks and should have been like Irish whips, there was none. So it made yeah. for some very interesting and dynamic matches. Made for some very interesting storytelling in yeah. the ring. Because we, I guess we as fans, we don't realize how you take ropes really for granted. Irish whips happen. Um, high spots happen on the ropes. Turnbuckles, everything. A lot of stuff builds, storytelling builds in the corners and on the ropes. And without the ropes, you have to be really, really creative. So kudos to all the guys who are on the card on Filthy Island because they really had to uh, step outside of the box. And it made for just very entertaining matches. Like this, this mm -hmm. whole show, this whole hour uh, kept my attention through and through. Uh, there was not a moment that I fast forwarded. So the first match was um, uh, the Garini prize fight. And he fights the 14 time Polynesian champion, Mauna Loa, who literally looked like a very bad ripoff of Congo Kong, like Congo Kong's <laughs> bastard child, if you will. Um, and this match was a telling of how the night was going to go. Cause Garini just ended it in 39 seconds flat and he got to keep his money. So uh, there was no real high spots in this match for me, but I, I will say, Garini really entertained me this week from the promo with Lawler yep. to the match, the prize fight. I really enjoyed Team Filthy. But what were your thoughts on the opening match? Well, like the you mentioned the notes before, like he's the 2017 Mr. Congeliality of Ohio, which I thought was <laughs> thought was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, this this was great. And and Mount Aloha, uh came out. I um, oh, I took a picture of his thing. They they had something funny on his uh, caption, but I'll, I'll get to it after. But he, uh, you're right. I was thinking he looks familiar, and you're right. He looked just like a poor version of Congo Kong, poor version of Congo Kong. And I thought he was gonna, initially going to win the match with a splash. I thought he was going to get the win, but uh, it was a quick match. After that, he tapped him out, and uh, yeah, this was very entertaining. Uh, I like he showed the bag of money to Tom Lawler, and Lawler was like, "Whoa, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money in there." So that was uh, great stuff, man. I I, I enjoyed this opening. Yeah, I, I bet you there was a ton of money in there. I bet you there was about a hundred dollar bills rolled up in like big wads. That's probably what Garini and Lawler take to the strip clubs when the night's done. Yeah. So is um. The filthy facts, Mount Aloha. He's advocate advocates the a hundred percent dough whip diet, whatever that means. I, that, that was fun. <laughs> I tell you, man, like the beautiful disaster that was Filthy Island. If there's no MLW fans that watch our show, but if they do tune in to get get caught up, do yourselves a favor. Pause our episode, go watch Filthy Island if you haven't, then come back and laugh and enjoy our review with us because. This was hands down, like I said, the best episode of 2021. Uh, this was this was one that they had been, you know, promoting and buzzing for since the new year started, and it delivered on all kinds of levels, all kinds of levels. Uh, then we get another Kruger and Hammerstone update. Um, 
again, I'm, I'm over all of this. Uh, we know that Hammerstone was at Filthy Island because he was trying to get, you know, some relaxation and get his head straight from his concussion. And um, we also had a, 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 um, a Los, Los Parks promo on Contra, which the fight is happening on March 3rd. And in that promo, uh, L.A. Park challenged Hammerstone for the Openweight title. Yeah. Because, you know, Aztec Underground, they want all the gold just like Contra wants all the gold. So this is, this is what we knew what was coming. Now we've got, you know, Promotios Dorado, AKA Aztec underground, whatever they're going by now. And Contra it's, it's literally coming like a train wreck. It's coming very, very quickly. And what we talked about a few episodes ago, it's happening. The, the two factions in MLW are literally coming together and they're going to explode on one another. So I couldn't be more excited for this. Uh, again, the promos were, a little bit dainty for me. Um, and again, the translation, the subtitles at the bottom, I don't think they were 100% correct or on point. Uh, it might have been because no. of Filthy Island. But I just, whenever Los Parks cuts a promo, I love their in-ring ability. But when they cut a promo, they really make them take a peg or two down for me because they're not being on point with the translation. And that's just my honest opinion. I'm not insulting anybody, but I just wish the translation would be a little bit on point because I don't believe LA Parks said what was written. So it's hard. I don't speak Spanish, so it's hard to understand, really. But what were your thoughts on these uh, these promos? Oh, it was a good promo, and I, I guess the Hammerstone Kruger feud is over because I, I think they mentioned that Kruger was awaiting his next mission. I think they they they. Do you care though? So I'm yeah, I mean, being an asshole right now. Do you care? No, to be honest, not really. <laughs> not really. Hammerstone not still really. the open weight title. Kruger yep. didn't take it from him. He's still the number one contender for Jacob Fatou's heavyweight championship. So everything is exactly the same minus a very bad Barclay brawl match, yeah. Barclay brawl match, which was I, I, again in the loading docks of the MLW arena. I guess they wanted Kruger to win the feud, but not win the title. I guess that's, that's what they were going for. And I guess that's what they achieved, but uh, yeah, no, it was a good, a good promo from LA parks. Uh, I'm looking forward to LA Parks against Hammerstone. I think they were going after another title as well. I think they mentioned uh, they won a Fatou's title, but then they said, no, 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 we're going to go after Hammerstone's title first. Yeah, uh, so they Hammerstone's title, you get a, a straight shot right to Fatou's title anyways, right? <clears throat> well, the, apparently it's not working out for Hammerstone because he's still waiting for his title shot for some reason there. They're not giving him that shot. I would love to see Hammerstone finally get a shot at Fatou. Uh, but, um, but to answer your question, yes, I enjoyed the promo and I'm looking forward to uh, the two factions feuding. Absolutely. Um, and uh, <laughs> I love the uh, the Aztec underground uh, propaganda opportunity that flashed as well. Um, Abound for believers, AztecUnderground.com. So I went, I checked out AztecUnderground.com. There's not much there right now, but you can join. You can be one of the true believers if you join now. So go to check AztecUnderground.com. Shameless plug. I'm plugging. I'm, I'm you know, like a Jehovah's Witness for Aztec Underground. I'm telling people to go. Go check it out. Become a true believer, Lewis. Okay? If you have it, get on it. As soon as we're done here. Okay. Get on it, Lewis. Okay? I will. I will. And now a great, another great promo. Holiday and Hammerstone. Uh, this was great. Hammerstone still, I believe, suffering effects of the, um, uh, the concussion. Saying how wonderful the island looks and how fresh and clean the air is. And Richard Holiday just did what Richard Holiday does best. He literally shit all over filthy island it's gross there's no palm trees it was, it was just great and they they actually end the promo with uh holiday saying let's go back to the hotel because i don't want to be here anymore and hammerstone he says let's go get massages and hammerstone says the happy ones and holiday shakes his head so i guess i i everything was great 
what were your thoughts on this promo? Because we're both Holiday and Hammerstone fans, so you, you must have enjoyed this comedic side from Hammerstone because you don't see it that often. Absolutely. And uh, Holiday, Holiday saying, um, let's go back here massages because being out here is just, just getting me sore so we have to go get we have to get a so that was a great line and um yeah hammerstone likes to wear red doesn't he he was wearing i think everything he was wearing was red a red so leather it was, jacket uh, in that kind of heat like, good for you buddy good for you man yeah good for you yeah so uh yeah no it was a great promo richard holiday is gold and wh- whatever he does and i really enjoyed this but actually before that i just want to mention dan lambert mentioned something about kevin Koo. i don't know if you caught uh he said kevin Koo is from north korea but he can't return as he's wanted on multiple counts of aggravated assault so he can't return to north korea well <laughs> what were your thoughts i thought that was a great line what do you what are your thoughts on that line I enjoyed Dan Lambert on the um, the promo. I thought him and Tom Lawler, they messed very, very well. Uh, we know there's a backstory there. I mean, if anybody watched the the fight, the original uh, first fight between King Mo and Loki, uh, Dan Lambert and Tom Lawler were very, very involved in that fight. They actually helped King Mo get the so-called knockout as we, they, they also revisit that later on in the show leading up to the main event. But yeah, I, I, I thought I thought Dan Lambert's one-liners here and there were great. I thought the chemistry between him and Tom Lawler were great. I enjoyed them on commentary. It was a nice break from uh, the other commentators, but the other commentators were there as well because they were there during the uh, that awesome Aztec jungle fight, which uh, was <laughs> as well everything. But hey, before we get into that, because it's a little bit later in the card, I will say this. They delivered on the jungle setting. So you know what? They did deliver on the jungle setting. There was trees. Okay, yeah, it was I outdoor. I didn't see a dumpster anywhere in sight. So they did find a more of an opened area. So I'm happy about that. I felt like they delivered, at least on the setting, was way better than the backway brawl. Okay? Not by a yeah. lot, but at least the setting was on point. Okay? It was. Okay. It was. Okay. All right. I, well, obviously, we're going to have different opinions on that, but I still think it was great. I think there's nothing bad about this episode this week. Um, next thing we get into a De La Renta promo and De La Renta and Vega promo retelling everything. Selena gives St. Laurent a note uh, from El Jefe. Blood will pour on the temple steps. And this is where we start. We see the first kind of flashes of the Aztec jungle fight as we're waiting on Vega and Mel Mortis to arrive. But the next match um, that came on the card was Ku, Kevin Ku, Mr. I can't go back to North Korea and Zenshi. And I loved Zenshi's entrance. He flew down from the tree above the ring. I fucking literally jumped up from my couch. I marked out there. I'm like, yo, Zenshi. You don't have ropes. You can't do any high flying stuff. So what does he do? He gets creative and he jumps down from the tree. I fucking loved how they opened that match. Uh, I love the back and forth. Um, I also like the part where Ku went to throw Zenshi into the turnbuckle, but Zenshi grabbed the, I guess you want to say the, the turnbuckle post or iron stick, whatever the hell it was. Yep. And he hung there for two seconds sideways and then kicked Ku as Ku ran into him. Like that's amazing upper body strength to do that. Um, and then the submissions on Gen C with the no breaks because there's no ropes was great. And uh, Ku wins. That German style, like suplex into the pin for the win was impressive. Ku and Garini really changed my perspectives on them this week. They were entertaining. They were fun to watch. They were a lot better than that god-awful tag match we saw with TJP and Dow. So I really enjoyed Ku and Garini this week. They both impressed me. Uh, and I'm going to already call it right now. They're my MVPs for this week, man. They were freaking entertaining as hell this week, both of them. So kudos to those guys. And putting Ku with Zenshi, I got to see what Ku could really do. 
uh, in a creative style with a creative, amazing, the area artist. We've had him on the show. He's a blast. So it was really nice to see Ku and Garini kind of step out of what I've seen and give me a lot of entertainment this week. But what were your thoughts on this match? Oh, man, I absolutely love Zenshi. Absolutely. I was just, just like you. I saw him in the tree. I'm like, what the hell is he going to do for sitting in the tree? And then he just he jumped out. That was just a great, great spot by Zenshi. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I know there were no ropes, but they 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 worked around the ropes and uh, and they delivered a great great match. I just think Zenshi needs to stop losing, stop putting people over. He needs to start coming on a winning streak because I think he's a lot more talented than just being there to put people over. In in my opinion, uh, but um, overall, I, I love the match. Love Zenshi. Kind of wish he won, but it was uh, Filthy Island, so. Old Team Filthy was going to win, of course. And um, hopefully, uh, Corp Bauer will realize the talent he has in Zenshi and stop making him enhancement talents and let him win a few matches. Uh, give Even give him a title. I could see him with the middleweight, uh, not the middleweight title. The um, Yeah, the middleweight title. Sorry. I can see him taking the, the belt from um, from Leo Rush or whoever. Well, not Leo Rush, not Leo Rush. If Leo Rush drops the belt, I can see down the road. Zenshi okay. becoming, as long as we're uh, clear on that, I gave okay. I gave you a, a blatant face. Yeah, I, I, watch, I, you, watch you, what you're going to say right now. Be careful. No, but I, I saw that face. I got a little nervous. Uh, I, no, I do agree about to grab for the. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I was go about ahead, to grab for the tums. I was about to grab for the tums because. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been in a great but, uh, all episode so far. Please don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Okay, no, but yeah, but uh, Zenshi needs to go on a winning streak. In, in my in my opinion, he needs to I, start winning his matches. I 100 percent agree with everything you're saying. I, I think you're right. Zenshi is a great talent. Um, I I do like that he is putting people over because anybody that can hang with Zenshi, in my opinion, is somebody that I could see down the line being a fixture in MLW. So almost like the Undertaker was the guy in WWE for a long time, that if you could hang with the Undertaker, you would get a bigger push. Maybe this is the case right now. If you can hang with Zenshi or you can, or Zenshi can make you look like a superstar, which he's literally done in every match he's been in that I've seen of MLW since I started watching faithfully. Um, he is the guy. He is the torchbearer. You get past Zenshi, you're going to be a fixture in MLW for a long time. So while I agree with what you're saying, I also don't mind him putting guys over because I know Zenshi is going to get his spot and going to have his time. And you're right. He could go after the middleweight title or the unified middleweight AAA title for sure. Um, and if it does happen to be him and Leo Rush, we spoke about it a lot in the interview. I would love to see Zenshi versus Leo Rush. I'm not mad at that. But all I will say is I'll predict it. I'll put it on wax now. Uh, Rush retains. If that ever happens, okay. Rush retains. I'm just, I have to say it because the man of the hour will bitch slap me if I don't. I have to. Okay. So okay. Leo Rush versus Zenshi, if it ever does happen, Rush wins, Rush retains. Um, but let's keep moving forward. Uh, next promo we got was the Von Erics. The Von Erics promo. And actually, their promos this week were great. They were actually really, really fun. Promoing, um, saying how, you know, low-key, our boy low-key is going to walk into a trap. And they're coming. They're coming, Lawler. They're coming to crash the party. And right after that, we cut to Lawler on commentary. He says, hey, hey, they're not invited. If they're coming, we got to get security. I haven't seen security all show up to this point. Well, who's the security? But Heavy playing the tape? There's no security in Filthy Island. If they're going to show up, they're going to show up. What about your thoughts? <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. I like how they were going to crash a party, like show their keys. They're going to hop in their Jeep and they were going to crash a party. And I, I like how, how Filthy Island was called a thousand percent Von Eric free uh, in, the, in the original promo. <laughs> So that was great. But uh, I knew the Von Erichs were going to show up uh, somehow. And, uh, you know, it was a very good promo. Where were they? They looked like they were on like a, 
like a like in a canyon or something. Um, I, I a canyon, say it where, like where, the Grand where, Canyon, but it couldn't have possibly been because they're yeah. supposed to be in Hawaii, right? In but Hawaii. there might be planes that look very similar to that in Hawaii. I don't know the geographical area of Hawaii, so I'm not 100% sure. But wherever they were was pretty damn breathtaking. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yo, that's a beautiful place. I'm just wondering how if, if they couldn't afford an actual ring, how did they afford all the round trip plane tickets from Florida to, to Hawaii? Oh, oh, it's easy. It's easy. They 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 all chartered the same plane with the spam. Oh, it was okay. a cargo, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, cargo yeah. jet, dude. Nobody okay. got seats. Come okay. On. Are you kidding <laughs> okay. me? That makes Nobody sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that that's makes... come on. It's it's Lawler, baby. Nobody got seats. Um, so the, the, the next match was, I guess, the second part of the Aztec jungle fight. Uh, Vega finally arrives. Mel Muertas finally arrives. Um, as Vega arrives, he confronts uh, De La Renta, uh, and then he's hit behind. They're fighting in the trees. They're going to town on each other, and then the satellite just crashes because yeah, we lost the, the satellite in Mexico. Apparently, according to Tom Lawler, the signal in Mexico is not as strong as the signal in Filthy Island. So that's why the signal went down for the Aztec juggle fight. So the fight is obviously still continuing, but we're, we're unable to see it at this time. Uh, and then the next thing we have is Alicia Altoot. She is getting interview after interview canceled because she is asking such probing questions that people are frustrated yeah. and they cancel her. So this was her interview with TJP talking about the Dow situation. Why did this happen? What did they do? You know, uh, they, they lost and TJP always doing uh, wrestling at a high level and he's giving back to helping talent, but Dow doesn't allow TJP uh, to get, to, get, to allow TJP to help, doesn't allow him to get the success, doesn't know what winning time is, Lewis. And did TJP bully him? I don't believe so, but a lot of other people out there do. Uh, Dow looks up to him. Of course he does. This was a great line from TJP because he's four foot one. He looks up to everybody. <laughs> um, and and then as it got the interview got on, Alicia asked her questions. TJP got more frustrated and he did what Richard Holiday did the previous week. He cut the interview. He said, it's done. It's over. I'm out. And he cut the interview. So that is the second time in two weeks that the interview queen has literally been hung up on uh, that line, the four foot one line. I loved it. I laughed my ass yeah. off. Um, he's not wrong. Dow does look up to everybody. Absolutely. So um, Dow would even look up to my 11 year old daughter. She's taller than him. So what's your thoughts on this interview between Alicia and TJP? What do you got? Well, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what's Alicia too? It's really pissing a lot of people off. They're all they're all hanging up on her. Richard Holiday, TJP. Uh, but I think I think the whole thing, and, and I agree with I don't think he's bullying. He didn't bully Dow. Uh, but I, I think this whole thing is TJP trying to make Dow a better wrestler, a better performer. Like he said, he doesn't know how to win, but he's going to teach him how to win by by making him beat his teacher. Um, I don't know if you, you might not remember, you might not be old enough, but a similar um, angle long time ago, Mr. Wrestling 2, Magnum TA, same same kind of circumstances. Mr. Two, Mr. Wrestling 2 is... Uh, Magnum TA's teacher. He turned on Magnum TA, and it all turned out to be to make him a better wrestler. And I think that's what's happening here. That that's 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 my opinion. I I agree with you 150. percent I don't know the storyline you're talking about, okay. but yeah, similar storylines have been recycled. For I mean, it's the same old song and dance we all talk about as wrestling fans. We know these storylines. So you're right. I can think of a couple other storylines where something very similar to this has happened. Friends turning on friends, all kinds of stuff. I agree with it, but but come on, man. I mean that line, that. That line is is a, is a string for line of the night right now. You know, most people predict fights of the night, but there was a lot of great one-liners in this episode. 
So right now, I'll be That's honest. That's true. Of course, he looks up to everyone because he's four foot one. And the Puerto Rican James Earl Jones, man, they are right there. I don't know who's going to win line of the night right now, but those are my two front runners, Lewis. They are my two front runners. Those are two great lines, two very, very good lines. <laughs> well, also in the one you said about Garinia, right? The Mr. Yeah. Congeniality of Ohio 2017. <laughs> I'm, I'm just – I. Guys, the, the, take our word for it. This was just a great freaking yeah, you, episode. You, you have to watch this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, oh, this was uh match of the night. Very excited for this one. Uh, Gringo Loco versus New Japan star Rocky Romero. I love this match. This match for me was probably match of the night. I love Gringo Loco. I love the style and the energy he brings to the ring. And I was concerned about this match going in because I'm like, fuck with no ropes. What is Loco going to do? You can't be white boy crazy. Without them ropes, baby. Yeah. But uh, great match. A lot of speed. Um, they did a lot of high spots. Uh, the dive from Loco and Romero onto that stained, like, garbage couch. I hope they both got tetanus shots after that after that bump, dude, because that couch looked like shit. Yeah. Uh, straight it's up. A, that was awesome. The, VI, the VIP section, man. Oh, yeah. the VI, well, we'll find out about that later on for <laughs> sure. Uh, the Romero flying knee. Uh, and then the kick off the, off, like, the ring post onto the DDT for the win was just incredible. This was by far my ma match of the night for me, uh, in my opinion. I love these two guys. Uh, I love Rocky Romero. Uh, Gringo Loco has impressed so much, and uh, we're trying to get him on the show, so stay tuned for that, guys, because hopefully we can get him on the show next couple of weeks. But, Lewis, what were your thoughts on this match? I oh, love man. This. this for me was match of the night. Man, I love – I absolutely love this match. And they they both worked so well together. I think there was one point where Gringo Loco was going to run to the ropes, but he realized there were no ropes there. And he had to <laughs> he stop. Had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop oh, there's no ropes. There's no ropes. So good. Like so good. But I like Tom Lawler comparing Filthy Island to Madison Square Garden, MGM Graham, and a Tokyo Dome. Uh, that was uh, another great line there. But I love the match. Rocky Romero is so damn good. Uh, and the um, the spinning, um, the tornado DDT off the pole was was really good, a great finisher. But I agree, this was probably the match of the night. I absolutely love this match. And they everybody worked so well. You know, Even though they were limited to what they could do, they all made up for it, and they worked so well in the ring together, man. Awesome stuff, man. 100%, 100%. Hey, good news, though. Right after this match, guess what? The Mexican satellite feed came through, and we were able to yeah. get part, I guess, three at this point of the uh, the Aztec jungle fight. And Vega and Mortis, they're still fighting in the jungle. Still yeah. fighting in the jungle. And then um, Contra promo flashes uh, on Injustice and Oliver. Public <clears throat> execution by Jacob Fatu is going to happen, per Joseph Samael. Um, it's going to happen. And you and I called this weeks ago. When, yep. when we knew that this was where it was going to go, and apparently Jordan Oliver is a heavyweight, the jury's still out for me on that. But I, I stated this two weeks ago in my episode, go back and watch it. You'll hear me say, if you have a wife, Jacob Fatu is going to make her a widow. Jordan Oliver is going to get destroyed. This is going to be a squash match of epic proportions. Oliver may get a hit or two in, but there's no chance in hell that he's going to do anything on Fatu. The only way he'll get any kind of an upper hand on Fatu is if Myron Reed is by his side. Because Myron Reed is literally, how do I how do I word this properly? I don't know. You, you may know the wavelength I'm on, but I don't know how to word it. He starts, he starts the, he starts the moves and Oliver finishes them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Reed yep. kind of gets the ball rolling for Oliver to do cool shit because Reed is 10 times the wrestler Oliver is. Listen, listen, Oliver impressed me a few weeks ago. A few actually almost a month ago now in his match with Simon Gotch that you and I disagreed on, but he impressed me, but nowhere is he at a level of the crown jewel of Contra. You, you have to be 
fucking kidding me. Yep. I'm sorry, but Court Bauer, you're the mad genius, man. I love everything you do. There's always an angle you're working. I don't see the angle here. I can't see the chessboard. I don't know what you're playing. All I know is that you're going to embarrass Jordan Oliver and Jacob Fatu is just going to run through him. I'm sorry. This is going to be, I'm going to predict this to be a seven second match, but heavy's going to have a longer match than fucking okay. Jordan Oliver. I'm sorry. I don't care. I, whatever people may find me annoying city praise on the Alliance page. How are you? The annoying guy here. Uh, keyboard warriors gotta love them but seriously dude i i'm sorry lewis what's your thoughts man city praise is gonna like this though because i'm not talking and you are so you know shout I, out to like, the keyboard warriors of youtube <laughs> what do you got lewis? like i don't i don't know why it's it's jordan oliver is being pushed into this title match not myron reed i think it's myron not a reed title match though lewis There's oh no it's not okay i'm sorry i'm sorry no i thought title. it was a title match this okay, is just so. for respect heavyweight okay. versus heavyweight Okay, then, then, then that makes a little more sense. But, uh, but still, Jacob Fatu is just going to absolutely bulldoze right over him. It's, uh, I, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be it's not going to be seven second. I think it'll be maybe thirteen second match. <laughs> That'll be, be it. But uh, there's no way that um, Jordan Oliver is going to do anything in this match against. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Oliver could just come into the ring and then Contra just jumps him and Myron Reed tries to help him and there's no no actual match. They just all team up on Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver and just take him out. We've seen that in the past uh, with Contra. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But but uh, I, I like um, Joseph Samael. Uh, always cuts a great promo. Calls Jordan Oliver says he's a child who should have stayed in the kiddie pool because he doesn't belong in the deep water, which is a just a great line, man. Just a great line. And uh, I, I, if if a lot of great lines, a lot of great lines on this episode, (laughs) baby, a lot of great lines, man. (laughs) So, uh, and he's so intense, you know, he's just so great. I love all his promos. I just wish he didn't, you know, hack into matches as they were happening to to show the promo. I just that, that that's that's a little annoying. Yes. Um, but but bottom line, March third, Fatu just destroys Oliver, no question. Thirteen seconds. I got seven. You got thirteen. Guys, get your yeah. bets in. We'll, we'll post a pool on uh, on all the socials. Um, uh, what if this happens? Uh, this I think this is going to run a little long today, but that's good because we're having a great conversation. I feel like we're gelling again, so that's a good thing because we were on the outs there for a bit. What if this <laughs> happens? What if the match does go the way we predicted and Oliver gets run through? What if Reed comes out to check on his friend, but two starts running his mouth and Reed says, I'm going to put this strap on the line right now. And I'm going to tear you down. Kind of like Hogan at WrestleMania 12, Bret Hart, Yokozuna. What if that happens? And he does. And what if Myron Reed shocks the fucking world and becomes a new MLW heavyweight champion? What if the storyline goes that way? Like WrestleMania 12, Bret Hart, Yokozuna. You remember that storyline? Hogan comes out to check on an injured Bret Hart. Yep. Yep. What if we get, Something like that, because I actually can see that playing out, and I can see Reed getting the upper hand on Fatu in a match he's unprepared for. What 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 are your thoughts on if something like that were to go down? That would be fantastic. That would be absolutely fantastic. I, I think Myron Reed would would be a, a terrific MLW heavyweight champion. I, I think that would be fantastic. I'd be all for that. I'd be all for for that. But since you mentioned that, uh, something just popped into my head that's a little scary. What if somehow Jordan Oliver sneaks a victory, steals a victory over Fatu, and then we get a title match between the two uh, down the road? Do you think something like Reed, that could happen? Reed and Oliver? Uh, no, if Jordan um, Jordan Oliver steals a victory on oh, and then we get a match between for two and like like my re comes out distracts him and and oliver rolls him up and there's like a, a quick count and he gets a quick three count and down the road do you think something like that could happen 
I do, but I still think it's the same end result if the yeah, title's on the line. Yeah. But okay, a quick surprise <laughs> win, non-title, Fatu could slug that off. But then now his trap's going to be on the line. He's not going to let anybody distract him. He's rocking that MLW heavyweight gold until he stops breathing. So yeah, um, of course, I don't see I don't see Oliver being the guy to take it from. I, I really see if it's going to work. I see the Reed angle playing more into effect because Reed is the better champion, and I also like the idea of Reed versus Hammerstone down the line. I I fucking love Reed versus Hammerstone down the line. Another idea just popped into my head. What if? <laughs> no, uh, what if? Because because when I, the the Kruger the the Kruger Hammerstone feud is apparently over, what if Hammerstone comes out and makes the save? What Oliver's getting destroyed? Reed tries to make the save, and then Hammerstone comes out, makes the save, and and just gets face to face with Fatu and says, "Look, you've you've ducked me long enough. I want a title shot." That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I, I wish the open weight title would be more like the Money in the Bank. So I wish that if I wish you could come out anytime you felt like it. And you could literally say, I'm cashing in my open weight title. Here's a strap back. Include me in this match. Maybe it becomes a triple threat title match. Like, I don't know. I, I, I see that as possible, but I really wish the open weight title would be more like a money in the bank kind of thing. You wear it around your waist. As long as you're the champ, anytime you want, you could give your title back to the powers that be at MLW and you could have a match. I think that's a better way to, to, to play the open weight title and just having it be the number one contender. Because if it is a number one contender, he's had that title for literally a year plus and he still hasn't got a title shot. When, when, are we, when is he able to get a title shot? I think Court Bauer and the powers that be at MLW should, should look at that and say, maybe we should make the open weight title more of a, a money in the bank type thing. When you own this, you can get a, you can get a shot any time you want. That's a good idea, man. That's actually a really, really good idea. And I, I'd be for that 100%, man. Well, it's better than what they've been doing now. I mean, how long has Hammerstone's title reign been? What are we, 500, 600 days? We're almost two years, are we not? Yeah, almost two years, yeah. <clears throat> How long does it take to get a fucking title? ACH got a fucking, ah, got a title shot. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> I'm not doubting ACH's ability. I'm not saying that. I want everyone to understand that. I'm not saying, AC but ACH is is like number 10 in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you know, rankings. Yeah. How the hell did number nine, number 10 guy get a title shot over the guy who's been number one for two years? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. I don't get it either, man. I don't know what they're building, but again, Bauer, we all, I, I've called him the mad genius since we started this thing. He's always got an angle. I just, I don't know what this two year angle is, what it is. It's, it's much like the backlay brawl. It's frustrating. Just throw it. It's a dumpster fire at this point. Fucking throw them both in and let's just, let's, let's change everything again. Yeah. I, I'd like to get Corp Bauer on the show and just ask him that question. Like, why isn't Hammerstone getting a shot? Well, we why know he, he watches. We know he yeah, watches. So, so Corp, Corp Bauer, here we go. Open weight challenge right now. Your boys from MLW Rewind were given a challenge. I'm going to cut this clip, and we're going to tweak this just this clip. Yeah. Corp Bauer, look me in my face. I'm serious. I'm focused. You versus us on the show. We need answers. The fans of MLW need answers. We're tired of waiting. Two years, Hammerstone will get a title shot, but you put him in a dump in a dumpster fight with fucking Max Kruger? Come on, bro. Let's get some answers. Corp Bauer, Absolutely. we're here. You've endorsed us. You, we know, we know you know we exist. So get your ass on this show. That's right. That's right, Court. Get on this show. All right, let's go to another right. epic promo from the Von Erics. They're still on their way, but guess what? This time they are mobile, Lewis. They are driving. They're in their Jeep. They got a GoPro hanging out the window, baby. And they are yeah. on their way. 
<laughs> they're live streaming too. I love how the, the the live streaming the view the view of the the view watch the views have been going up. They skyrocketing. It was like a hundred. Then the next thing is a thousand, two thousand. All these views. Uh, but it was a. Uh, I think Alicia too announced them too. She goes, oh, they're the Von Erics are live streaming right now. Let's go to the Von Erics. They're they're live streaming on a pre recorded show. <laughs> so that's that's great stuff. <laughs> love it, love it. All right. Uh, then we get another big announcement. MLW Underground returns next week. I'm excited. I always like the MLW Underground segments from back in the day. I enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to see what happens. Oh, and also, we're back to the jungle. The feed is back. Yep. We've got satellite feed again. And this time, uh, Vega is knocked out clean. Uh, uh, Delarenta handed Mel Mortis some kind of a pipe or something, maybe a shovel, I'm not sure, and knocked Vega cold out. He gets the win. And as he pins him, he starts digging a grave. And then the feed cuts out again. So either Vega's getting buried alive or Mel Mortis is just digging graves for the hell of it. Um, next to Conan's grave, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, Mel Mortis won though. We knew that was going to happen because he's the man of a thousand deaths. Can't lose because he dies a thousand times. You got to beat him a thousand and one times to really win. But uh, what were your thoughts on this Aztec jungle fight that at least was in a jungle? Remember that, Lewis. We talked yeah. about it earlier. It was at least the setting was correct. Go ahead. I thought it was a good brawl for what it was. I think it was a decent brawl. And um, I, I did catch something. I, I don't think you caught it because I, I, I might not have. Uh, actually, because um, Muertes hits uh, Vega with the crowbar. Okay. If you if you watch closely, Vega came in with the crowbar. He was holding the crowbar and he just dropped it on the floor. And then Muertes picked it up and hit him over the head with it. Okay. So, so. Vega brought in the uh, the crowbar. I guess maybe De La Renta was supposed to do it, and she didn't. She didn't have time to get it, so he kind of brought it in and kind of dropped it for him. He picked it up and hit Vega over the head. Got the one, two, three. And they, like you said, he's digging a grave, and then they lost the feed. And I like the was it the the cameraman saying, "We got to get out of here again. Let's get out of here. I want to get out of here." It was, was, no, it was <laughs> the announcers. It was, the announcer. Uh, it was Saint Laurent. The other announcer who's escaping my my mind. I apologize. Not Saint Laurent, but the other guy is like, "We're done. I'm really uncomfortable now. We just we got to get out of here." But no, no gold from the cameraman this week. Cameramen have been okay. rock solid last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. But there was no need for the cameraman to shine too bright this week because there was so much other great stuff going on. But so yeah, did they just are we to assume that they buried Vega alive and is he is he is he dead? Is he gone? <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess we're gonna have to wait until next week to really find yeah, out what the deal yeah. is. But uh, as it stands right now, I guess the assumption is that yes, Vega has been buried alive in the Aztec jungle, and now okay. maybe maybe what I said a few weeks ago. We'll come to fruition. Maybe we have the origin of the man of a thousand and one reincarnations. I thought it was going to be Conan, but maybe it is Sabio Vega. Well, you like how I said that, right? Vega. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. Like, like, ooh. <laughs> like, ooh. Sabio Vega. <laughs> All right, let's get into the, the best promo of the whole night next to the opening promo. Lawler and Hammerstone and Holiday. Three geniuses of mic ability in one camera shot. Uh, promo shows the fish guts, an empty Starbucks cup that Lawler actually drinks out of. I don't know how long it was sitting there, but he actually drank out of it. I hope it was relatively new. I hope that was his own personal cup for maybe a few minutes before. If he did, Lawler, please get yourself checked out. If you don't have COVID, you may have some kind of a venereal disease after that. So please do us a favor, get yourself checked out. Um, and he, he's basically showing 
Richard Holiday, everything that Filthy Island could be if he were to purchase Filthy Island. He shows him that amazing VIP CD. Yeah, that shit-stained, piss-stained <laughs> couch that we talked about, Gringo Loco jumping on, and also the uh, the truck seats pulled out from the back of a truck or a minivan <laughs> that were next to it. And Holiday makes an offer. He does. Lewis, he makes a full-out offer. And how much was the offer? Zero dollars. <laughs> and as they're walking away, because he tells him to leave, actually, in the middle of that promo, Hammerstone is hungry. And Lawler pulls out a can of that Spam, but he doesn't open it the way Spam should be open. He opened it with his teeth. And he gives it to Hammerstone, and he's like, Holiday's like, don't eat that. What are you, what are you doing? Don't eat that. Like, we got to go. We got to go. And as, they're, as they walk out of frame, Lawler says, I'm going to send a proposal to your lawyer slash father. We're going to get this deal done. The offer made was zero, Lawler. Zero. You're not going to make any money off of this. So this, this was just another just epic, amazing moment in this amazing night filled with amazing moments lewis gosh what are your thoughts on this just fucking beautiful this was promo of the night this was pure brilliance pure brilliance all the way holiday i think he said i'm offering a zero dollars and that's that's a good deal that's a good deal (laughs) (laughs) i think think he said that but i like how um hammerstone he was like let's let's think about this is spam and we're getting spam and and he's like lola keep the spam coming keep the spam coming i'm going to talk to holiday Uh, great stuff but when when he went to open up that can with his teeth and he really got his teeth in there that i was hysterical that was i'm like lola is just brilliant right now what can I say? What just a fantastic, fantastic um, segment. Absolutely loved it. I love Filthy Island. I want to go to Filthy Island. I want to, me and you should, we should contact Lawler and say, we want to go to Filthy Island. Send us, a, we want to be on that cargo plane to fil- the, the next cargo plane to Filthy <laughs> Island. Oh man. You know what though? It was, um, it was everything it needed to be. And uh, my only thing is that next year they have to make it more disastrous than this week was. They've got to get more pea stained couches. They got to get more spam. And obviously with Lawler showing the spam, we, we learned one thing that we really don't need to talk about. Greeny did whatever he needed to do. Greeny and the doc foreman, <laughs> they, got they the spam. came to some kind of an agreement and we got what we, we got needed the to spam. do. That's we right. We got the spam. And, um, I, I also liked, uh, I, I don't know if this was one part of the promo or this was something as right before the main event, but one of the commentators said, um, this is classy, not the UFC, just gold. <laughs> it was just gold, straight up. I believe that was Lawler in the middle of that yeah. promo. He said that to, uh, oh, he told people that that's right. He told people to move off those truck seats and he said, get out of here, get out of here. Guys, sit here. These, this is classy. It's not the UFC. that's another great one-liner we got to figure out which one-liner is going to be um uh, guys this is going to be a long one because we also got an interview coming up in this one as well pre-recorded i'll let you know who the guest is after we wrap up we are almost done with our rewind um now it's main event time king mo versus loki uh a a, a decent back and forth uh loki gets mo on the top uh uh, every loki gets mo to tap out and everyone is pissed off at the ref filthy uh tom lawler's walking over the ref he pulls the ref down he's like what are you doing and all of a sudden team filthy surrounds the ring we got sharks in the water low-key standing in the middle of the ring he's waiting he's waiting and then that sexy looking jeep comes in and boom the von erics literally crash into the ring of the jeep or almost crash it was like right there split second they get out it's an all-out brawl my favorite part of this brawl marshall von eric tossing tom lawler into the fucking windshield of the jeep 
Yes, he yeah. cracked it. He broke it. I fucking loved it. Team Filthy retreats, and the Von Ericks and Loki standing tall in the ring uh, to end the show. Uh, the match was decent, like I said, an okay back and forth. Uh, not a very long match. When the match started after the entrances, there was only about four minutes left, so we weren't going to get much of a main event at that point. Um, like I said, it was decent back and forth. And because there was no ropes, no rope break, therefore Loki got an extra long submission on King Mo, and that's what got the tap out. So no knockout, but a tap out. So now the feud between King Mo and Loki, 1-1. We're going to have a rubber match soon, most likely. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, again, the the Mar- Lawler going through the windshield was just the cherry on top of a fucking amazing event. yeah i i hope that wasn't a rental i hope that was i hope that wasn't a rental jeep or i mean the deposit if, if is was, lost if it was they okay on eric's now own that jeep and i think yeah. they're okay with that i really do <laughs> okay man but when loki was coming to the ring i, I was kind of hoping that bud heavy would have stood up and gotten his face and and they could have had a little stare down or something like a like a force taking but i was like no nah, that's not gonna happen there but uh no it was for what it was it was more of an MMA style match. So you really didn't need the ring rope. So it kind of, that, that kind of worked in that aspect. Um, I think it was like a, a less than two minutes and, but uh, loved, um, loved the Von Eric showing up and uh, saving low key. They had a nice brawl to end the show and going through the windshield. I was like, again, I was saying, I hope it's not a rental or I wonder if that's a, that's the Von Eric's Jeep, or I hope that's not Kevin Von Eric's Jeep, or he's going to, he's going to punish his sons for, for, for breaking, uh, for breaking the windshield. Uh, but I, I noticed Bud Heavy was standing up with his hands on his hips. Like he was pissed when they were, when they were all attacking low key. I thought maybe I was like, come on, Bud, get in the rings, make, make the save, do something. I want to see Bud get in the ring, man. But, uh, but then he kind of, disappeared and yeah um, we don't know how everything was edited maybe they did work multiple angles where bud was supposed to maybe jump in the ring or maybe they had edited it a couple different ways there could have been alternate endings to the show um but all in all i'm just gonna go out and call this uh i'm gonna say the one liner of the night goes to um my man tom lawler this is classy not the ufc uh that was the liner of the night for me and my rating for this one a plus plus a plus plus i don't that's not even a real rating but I'm going to go and give it an extra special rate. I'm giving it extra plus because Filthy Island deserved it. MLW deserved it. Everyone that was on that show uh, this past Wednesday, you're all VIPs for me. All of you. And I think you did a fantastic job. And uh, Greeny and Kevin Koo, you are the top VIPs. Actually, Greeny a little bit more because you got the spam, bro. I know you had to do some, some, some shady shit. I get it. But you got the spam and I appreciate you. The fans appreciate you. Everyone that sat on that P-stained couch and got a tetanus shot after, they appreciate you because you got the spam. You did what you had to do. Yep. And I'm not mad at you, bro. I get it. I get it. Uh, Lewis, what's your rating before we announce our guest oh, this oh, week? Oh, gosh. I give it an A. It's the first time I'm, I'm giving it that high. I'm giving this an A. Come on, Lewis. Let's have the same rating. Give it an A+. Okay, plus, plus, an baby. A. How many pluses did you give? Two or I three? I gave two. Two pluses. Okay, A++. Plus, plus. There we go. So A plus uh, plus, just a fantastic show from start to finish. Absolutely enjoyed it, and uh, make sure you give the show your full attention. Unlike I did when I first watched it, you can't just watch a little bit, take your attention away, and go back because you're going to be like, "Oh, this is not good." Can we read the text watch- message conversations? Can I read the conversation how the original conversation went before you <laughs> you you gave it another? Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, um, where is it here? Okay, I just man. No, 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 no. Oh, this is when we were uh, beefing back and forth on what's happening uh, with this. Okay, the questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. Awful. 
just awful. My response. Are you serious? <laughs> it was a beautiful fucking disaster. Sorry, man. I was thoroughly entertained. Just the shit bag I knew it was going to be. I didn't like it. I'll watch it again, though. I watched it on my phone. I'll give it another chance. Your call, dude. If you want to take the ground and say you were enter- you you were not entertained, that's fine. But this was a lot of bright spots, especially when all the wrestlers were coming out and, and the little stats thing, and they called Loki the Puerto Rican James Earl Jones. Let's go. Go. And you're like, okay. I love that Bud Heavy was in charge of the music. I was like, right? And you're like, we should invite him to discuss Filthy Island. I'm like, well, we've got such and such coming on. And there's a couple spots there. It was gold. And that's the way the conversation ended. But Lewis obviously gave it his full attention. And yeah. uh, this one time he could say something he has yet to say on our eight episodes. Cause this is episode number eight. And the thing you're going to say is <clears throat> George, George, you were right. And I was wrong. There you go. That, that, wow. I said it. I said, it. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. George was right. And I was wrong. Actually, we wanted to record this uh, a few days earlier, but I said, no, no, no. I have to watch filthy Island. I have to give him my full attention. Um, so I'm glad I did because it was a, it was an A plus plus show. A plus plus. That's right. And now we can announce this week's special guest because this week's, Oh, wait, hold on. You didn't give us your one liner of the night. Which one was the one liner of the night, baby? Uh, the one liner of the night. I, I liked when uh, Lambert said that Kevin Koo can't go back to North Korea because he's, <laughs> right. he's wanted on, on multiple aggravated assaults. So that was, that was great. <laughs> All right. And then the honorable mention would be the Puerto Rican James Earl Jones. Yeah, that would be the honorable mention. All right. Perfect. Okay, we're agreeing. We're in agreement. We're look at that. We're agreeing all kinds. There so we that's go. it for the rewind this week, guys, as always, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. You know, my podcast life partner, Lewis Carlin Alliance pro network. Pro Wrestling Network, sorry, and Straight Talk Wrestling. That's where you can find the show on YouTube. You can also find it on our separate uh, podcast um, uh, links. If you go on any of the podcast platforms, we are on all of them. We're on both. So you can check the episode at either one. And if you're not subscribing to one, maybe subscribe to the other or subscribe to both because the content we produce on our own side shows is absolutely amazing. Lewis has got some amazing interviews on Alliance Pro Net Wrestling Network. That's fantastic work that he does. He also does stuff on the Impact Lounge. And he's got a lot of fans that love him. City Praise. And... um. You know, uh, then there's me, Straight Talk Wrestling. Got a lot of great interviews. Actually just dropped a new one with Jeremy Prophet, also Ashley Slashy. The previous week, I dropped one with Chase Owens, which is getting a lot of attention because we did discuss a lot of the Bullet Club controversy. So check out both of our stuff and subscribe and support. Listen, support is free and we appreciate it and we love it. I am officially almost at 220 uh, subscribers. Lewis is on his way to 230, 240, and it's great. We're, we're both gaining the respected attention that we need because we put a lot of work and effort into our shows plus the one we do together, which is a great bromance. So shout out to Lewis. Thank you. Uh, this is this has been a lot of fun this week. And now, Lewis, I'm going to let you introduce this week's guest before we wrap it up. Uh, Lewis, let everybody know right after we cut this part, who is coming on for another I'm, epic chat? I'm very excited. It's none other than Mr. Dynastic himself. Richard Holiday, and I am very excited. I'm looking forward to speaking to Richard Holiday. I have a lot of questions, and I'm sure you do too. And I just want to say, um, thanks for all the great plugs. I just want to say that you are an absolute interview machine. You always do a great job. Uh, so kudos to you, man. Uh, keep up the great work, man. Uh, much love, much love, and appreciation. All right, guys, that's it for us. We're gonna get out of here, and then we're gonna right after we get out of here, the interview is gonna begin with the one and only Richard Holiday, Mr. Dynastic himself. So enjoy it. Peace, love, and wrestling. And we're going to see you guys next week for another Rewind. I don't know how they're going to top next week because I'm still going to be riding high from Filthy Island. I am on that cargo jet on my way home. And I got to say it one more time. I got my sunglasses. I got my Starbucks cup. I got my pineapple flavored water. 
and life is good here on Filthy Island, baby. That's it for us this week, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. All right. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, Richard. How are you, buddy? What's going on, gentlemen? How are you? Got a little nervous there. Was it's it's eight oh two? I thought you really canceled the interview, man, because I said decaf. <laughs> no, but I mean, I certainly almost considered it. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Well, welcome to the uh, MLW Rewind co-hosted podcast by myself, George from Straight Talk Wrestling, and my podcast life partner, Lewis Carlin from Shooting Up North. You only tweeted one of us. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> um. Uh, well, that's nah, okay. It's all right. I'm just joking. Welcome back to MLW Rewind. How are you this evening, sir? Well, I am doing particularly fine, uh, as always. Yeah. How was your cup of coffee before the interview? Was it good? It was good. And until, you know, of course, uh, the decaf comment was made, it just completely insulted me. Well, I, I don't know why he did what he did, sir. I can't, can't, I can't justify his actions, but I would never, ever suggest decaf. You would never do that, right? No, decaf is not a coffee. It's it's, It's it's not a coffee. Uh, He is clearly a tea drinker. Oh, 100%. Well, he's over 50, right? Most people over 50 usually are tea drinkers. Well, I'm not going to lie. I am a tea drinker. Uh, English English breakfast tea. English breakfast tea is my thing. Uh, I I could spot a tea drinker from a mile away. And and trust me, I could smell you through the phone. You're a tea drinker. Okay. Well, good call because you're correct, man. All right, Richard. So again, welcome back to MLW Rewind. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. And you know my podcast, Life Partner, Lewis Carlin. Uh, first question right off the bat, Filthy Island was just this past uh, Wednesday, a couple days ago. And when you arrived at Filthy Island to represent the Caribbean title, uh, did Lawler ever ask you when you were going to Filthy Island to put the title on the line at all? No, um, I think he did that out of respect because he knew that I would never, ever want to defend my championship on that absolutely grotesque, disgusting, and a very appropriately named filthy island. Um, the place was disgusting. There was fish bones all over the place. Uh, there was a used Starbucks cup that was probably a couple years old that Tom drank out of. Yeah, that was- I almost threw up. Yeah, it was yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Completely agree with you on that. All right, so I'm just going to get right into the, the, the ref thing. So bottom line, are, are you and Tim Donahue working together? Bottom no, line. no. Uh, are you sure? Not Positive. working together. Not working together. Okay. All right. I don't know why. I don't know what would make you feel that way. Well, uh, the the Caribbean Shot match. I mean, he uh, he blocked Salvio Vega from 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 tapping the last turnbuckle. So I kind of figured that maybe you guys were working together a little bit. I mean, it's not Tim's fault that that was the last turnbuckle that Salvio chose. He could have ended up at, a, uh, there was four other, uh, three other turnbuckles. He chose that one. Not Tim's fault. Not my fault. Did he have to stand in front of the turnbuckle though? He could have moved over to the side and allowed Savio Vega to possibly win the match. I mean, did he have to stand directly in front of the turnbuckle? That just, that's just the way I, I, I mean, it. that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, it, it was a great point of view to call a wrestling match. And that's where he was standing. Okay. All right. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So I, I do have to ask because uh, Court Bauer uh, has a, has vowed to take these allegations very seriously and um, an investigation. He's promised an investigation into this uh, ref scandal with uh, Tim Donahue. Uh, are you concerned about the investigation? Not at all. I mean, at the end of the day, I have the best lawyer slash father that money could buy. So any investigation that Court is willing to do, it's really not in his best interest because... I mean, 
Think about what my last name is. The holiday last name, I mean, we offer a lot more than just being the greatest Caribbean champion to ever walk this planet. You know, there's a lineage of lawyers, and my lawyer slash my father is the greatest out there today. So, court, I mean, if you really want to go to war in the courtroom, we'll do it. Just because your first name is court doesn't mean that you're going to win in court. So, it's not the way it works. Absolutely agree with you on that. All right, that was actually a good one. Court's not going to win in court. I kind of like that. Uh, but but on the MLW website, they're actually saying that Donahue tilted the outcome of the Caribbean chat match in your favor. Do you have any Ill, Ill, Ill feelings towards MLW for making that accusation? Tilted in what way? I, I mean, you're going to have to go a little bit more in depth than that. Well, this is MLW saying it on their website. It's not me saying it. I'm just reading what they're saying it on their website. Yeah, I don't read the website. I, I don't okay. have time for that. I'm way too busy. I got so many things going on. I'm not going to sit there and click a website. I mean, it's, you know, I'm the face of MLW. What do I, I don't have to read about it too. Okay. So I, I've got to ask because in your uh, rather short interview with Alicia Atut, um, you mentioned that you and Tim are friends and uh, you've had a personal uh, relationship for quite a bit of time. Uh, did you think that this personal relationship with a disgraced NBA ref such as him would would cause any kind of concern or even raise some eyebrows? Well, I mean, honestly, the the friendship didn't really start until you know a a after the matchup. You know, I really got to know him. He's a great man, a great humanitarian, uh, a global sports icon, and you know, it's really a shame. It's really a sham the way that his name has been dragged through the mud for all these years because, you know, what a great guy. He really is such a great, genuine dude. You just get to know a guy like Tim. You want a guy like Tim by your side. You really do. And, and you know, it's just not fair. I feel for Tim. So how do you respond when people refer to him as a, a former, uh, well, not former, but a disgraced former NBA ref? How do, you, how do you respond to that? I asked him if they've ever made a mistake in their life. I asked them if they're perfect, if they have no blemishes, if they have no bleach stains on their shirts, because I, I highly doubt that that's the case. Everybody in their life has made a mistake. You made a mistake about 30 minutes ago telling me that I drink decaf. You almost canceled this interview. That's a mistake. It's a blemish on your resume. You're a tea drinker. That's two blemishes on your resume. You're wearing a Red Sox hat. That's three blemishes on your resume. I mean, at the end of the day, you're making mistakes left and right. And nobody's act accusing you of being a bad person. Actually, is this better? Is that better? Is that better? Is that a Met hat? That's no, a Met it's hat. not. It's not better. <laughs> it's not so, better. No, it's not better at all. I mean, this 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 guy can't. You know, you, you couldn't go right if that was the only direction possible. So, okay, um, I I apologize, sir. I'll put that back on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Richard. Uh, in the in the event of the investigation, you said you're not worried. You know, you want to go to war in the courtroom court. Let's let's do it. Um, does that mean your father slash, you know, lawyer is prepping a defense for when that might happen? Is he working on something? Probably not vigilantly, but he's probably taking a few notes, maybe jotting down some points he might need to address if it comes to that. So my lawyer slash father is the absolute best in the business right now. He is always prepared, you know, to, to enter the war room with him. I mean, that is like, you know, entering a gunfight with a knife. It's just not going to work out for you, my friend. So you want to you wanna look a holiday in the eye? You want to look a holiday in the courtroom? Absolutely not. I mean, that's just the biggest mistake that you could possibly make. Almost as big as a mistake as Savio looking me in the eye. 
You know, the ring is my courtroom. And the courtroom is my lawyer slash father's ring. They're synonymous. They're one and the same. You don't mess with a holiday in their environment. I actually really dig that metaphor. That was very, very well put together, sir. Well put together. Well, the holidays are very well put together. They are. And they, they know their coffee and um, they know how to drink it. They know how to respect it as well. And again, I apologize for the decaf comment that really don't let it squander one half of the representation of MLW Rewind for the disgrace and mistakes of the other. I won't. But however, that is time for a cheap plug and I will do it. So consumers, please go to ProWrestlingTees.com or MLWShop.com and buy your very own Dynastic Coffee Mug and drink coffee out of it, not tea. Thank you. Fantastic. I love the plug. Amazing. Any chance we're going to get Dynastic Tea in the future or is it just going to strictly be coffee? I, I could almost guarantee you that there will not be a Dynastic Tea. Okay. Okay. Um, what's this that this rumor I'm, I'm reading? Uh, I've seen in a few places that Donahue and yourself have bet a large bet a large sum of money on the Caribbean strap match, and they and you both bet on yourself to win. Why? Why are you asking me so many questions about Tim? I, just I mean, what's the what, what's the infatuation with with Tim and I? I mean, the man refed one match. He refed okay. my match. Okay. I won the match. Move on. I mean, all these just Tim, 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 Richard and Tim. Gambling, Richard and Tim. It's all I hear. I mean, why don't you ask me how my day's going? Why don't you ask me, you know, what the weather's like in the Northeast right now? Why don't you ask me, you know, what I put in my coffee? The answer is nothing. I drink it black. I mean, what, what, I mean, what's up with these questions about Tim? Okay, well, I apologize. That'll be the last question. I won't ask any more questions about Tim. And how is the weather where you are right now? Actually, I mean, that's a stupid question. You're really gonna, you're really gonna waste my time. <laughs> Asking me about the weather on an interview. I mean, can you really get your act <laughs> together at this point? Go, I, 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 you got to go back. It's just stop asking questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, All Richard. Right. So I want to go. I want to go to Filthy Island now. I want to go back to Filthy Island. Hammerstone seemed to really love the island. Love everything about it, from the food to the massages, the um, you know, happy ending massages that he mentioned, um, and and really seemed to find inner peace. But you just looked annoyed. Was it annoyed because you were dragged away from everything to go to Filthy Island on Lawler's invite? Or were you annoyed that Hammerstone was finding this inner peace? Well, you know, at the end of the day, Hammerstone is very easily amused. But I will say, you know, that island did not represent the dynastic qualities that make us the dynasty. And, you know, I just felt like that island for me was just loaded with germs and just disgusting and grotesque and not really up to my style. Um, Hammer, I think, was just so encapsulated by his meal that he might have been distracted and didn't really have a good understanding of his surroundings and grasp what was really happening there. Because Tom is really like a, you know, a dirt under the fingernail, grotesque kind of guy. So I just think he was blinded. I think he was just really hungry, to be honest with you. Hammer has, you know, Hammer eats like 10 times a day. So he was starving. He had that meal. Tom was making a bad used cars salesman pitch. It just wasn't working. Do you think it might have been any also maybe um, uh, an afterthought from the concussion? Like maybe he was still suffering from that concussion that he got from Max Kruger. Could this still be the aftershock of that? Possibly, Hammerstone? I mean, it is certainly possible. I mean, Mads Kruger is... He might be one of Hammer's toughest opponents that he's faced ever in MLW. He's got his hands full right there. 
Um, I mean, that's a great point that you made right there. It certainly could be repercussions of the, of the concussion. Um, I think he's healing well. I don't want to blame it on that. I'm not going to rule it out. You know, athletes get concussions all the time and you see the lingering effects. Um, you see it in the NFL and the NBA MLB, you see it all the time. So, you know, it, that could be the case. I think it was the fact that he was hungry though. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. hundred percent agree. Okay, since my questions aren't, um, <laughs> since you don't enjoy my questions, uh, I know you were on uh, Twitter asking for some questions and to submit it. So I'm going to ask a question that was submitted to that post. A CK from Warwick, Pennsylvania wants to know who would win in a match between you and Alexander Hammerstone? Um, you know, pure speculation. It's a question, you know, does it warrant an answer? No, it doesn't. Because me and Hammer of the Dynasty, we're best friends, we're best bros. We're not going to wrestle. Doesn't even doesn't even matter. Okay, there was one one more question that somebody put. Do you want me to ask you it now, or do you want to? Should I ask you later? Do you, it's okay I to mean, ask you now. I mean, you're certainly on a roll, so okay. let's go. <laughs> okay, so this comes from Mark Nielsen. He wants to know how many evening coffees are considered too many and regrettable for sleep. Ah. Good question there. You know, I would say that it is all tolerance based and it probably has to do with your body weight as well. And just really how committed you are to coffee in general. I mean, in the evening, you know, I could put back three easily in the evening and come and be completely fine. Um, have I gone more than that? I believe I have. I believe I have. Have I gone less than that? I don't really think so. You know, it's, but some people, they need to work up to it. Not everybody can just be like me when they wake up and, you know, put back four cups of coffee. When you're breathing rarefied air, you could drink six, seven, eight, nine cups of coffee in a day. And it's just like water. But, you know, to Mark, to answer your question, if one is enough for you and you got to get a good night's sleep, build up. Maybe the next night you have a, you have a cup and a half then maybe you get to two cups. Okay, there you go. So, it's a answer. marathon, not a sprint. Okay, good answer, good answer. I want to go back again to uh, Tom Lawler. You you basically mentioned that he's a used car salesman. I completely agree with you on that statement. But um, yeah. so he made that pitch to try to get you to, I guess, buy a piece of property, buy 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 the island, if you will. He showed you all the the aesthetics, which were not pleasing to the eye at all. But then right. he mentioned to you that he was going to send a proposal to your lawyer slash father. Has he sent that proposal? Has your lawyer slash father received it and promptly thrown it in the trash? Or has he even discussed it with you at all? Well, I made an offer to Tom right then and there on the island. I offered him $0. Yes. I did. I offered him $0, which at that point, I thought I was overpaying. And, you know, he didn't accept that offer, which was kind of foolish, kind of shows you how un uneducated Tom is. But... Something like that, you know, when we get a letter from Filthy Island or from the Lawlers or really from anybody in Team Filthy, it's kind of like spam to your email. You don't even open it. You kind of just throw it right in the garbage. There's not going to be anything of validity in there anyway, nothing that's going to stimulate our minds. So if he did send anything, I don't even know if he could afford the postage stamps, but if he could, we probably just threw it out anyway. I probably would have done the same thing. Actually, I would have I would have mailed it back to him and then charged the postage back to him. What I would have done. Could do that, but that would actually take effort and time and um, me caring. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
All right, so Gino Medina is going to be on the show in a few <laughs> weeks. And uh, he found out you were coming on today, and he wanted me to tell you that he quit Dynasty. So I just want to let you know from Gino Medina, he wanted me to tell you that he quit Dynasty. All right, tell him that he's the equivalent of stale bread. <laughs> okay, I'll let, I'll let him know as soon as the interview is over. Um, All right, thank you. Okay, and actually, you and Gino are on bad terms uh, right now. Uh, are we going to see you guys in the ring um, hopefully sooner rather than later? I mean, at the end of the day, the way he's talking, yeah. I mean, he, he's lucky I don't smack some, some sense into him, you know, some dynastic sense into him. You know, I tried to give him the world. I tried to give him everything. I put Gino on a pedestal. You know, I made Gino the star that he is right now, the star that he is right now. You know, I used him for the Spanish demographic. And then I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe this could turn into something, but it turned into nothing. And I fired him. F-I-R-E-D, fired. I know he can't really understand English, so let me spell it out for him. Fired him. He didn't quit. Nobody quits the dynasty. Okay? He got fired. Okay. He's undynastic. Okay. I will let him know. I'll so let now, know. That you, now that you have moved past Sabio Vega, that storyline's done. You've won. You are, you know, the champion. You are the Caribbean champion. I am the Caribbean champion. 100%, 100%. Is there, are you going to start defending it? Or if somebody comes up to you, like if Gino were to come up to you and say, listen, I want you to put that strap on the line against me. Would you do it? Would you make it an open challenge type deal? I would say, Gino, what on God's green earth would ever make you think that you deserve a Caribbean championship match against me? And then I would give it to him just to prove the point that I am a fighting champion and that he is undynastic, and I would beat him. He's at the very back end of the list of people who deserve to have a Caribbean championship match. I'm not really sure who does, but I am a fighting champion. I fully intend on defending that championship that I have worked so hard for, that I've worked so hard to restore honor to it and put dignity behind it and make it the most relevant championship in MLW. And try to deny that it's not the most relevant championship of all in MLW. Try and deny it. I can't. No, I can't deny it. You're, you're 100% right. It is the most relevant title. But if there was anybody, anybody in the MLW roster that you felt might be worthy enough for a title shot, is there any suggestions or any ideas you may have? I know you said there's not a lot of people who are worthy. But if someone was almost worthy, who would you give a title shot to? Man, you know, I'm not one of those people who likes to, you know, say I want to wrestle this one person. I've never been that kind of guy. So I'm going to just say that the Caribbean Championship deserves a lot. It deserves the main event of every, every show that it is possibly featured on, which should be everyone. But you can't have too much of a good thing. Whenever that Caribbean championship does get defended, whoever is standing across the ring for me, they better have looked themselves in the mirror, trained as hard as they could train, and say, I deserve this moment. Even though I'm going to look at them and say, you probably don't. But they need to think it. Right. So it's all about, it's all about that inner, inner fire. They got to have that inner fire to want it. The inner fire that I have. You know, not everybody can match this. That's what separates me. Absolutely. You and I have that inner fire. 
uh, the person who's going to ask the question next does not. His fire burned out years ago. Go ahead, Lewis. Yeah, I guess, I'm just curious who, if, if who would be officiating the match though, if it's you and Medina oh. for for the Caribbean title. Uh, Lewis, uh, uh, I don't know. Probably <laughs> a, a, a registered MLW official, just like the last one was. So, g- great question, Lewis. I don't know. Someone who's wearing white and black. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. okay. Uh, that, that was my question. I'll, I'll let George ask the next question. I, I do have a question about coffee. I, I'm past Filthy Island. I'm past all the ref stuff, past everything from LW. I do have a question about coffee. Um, obviously, when you're at home, you have your machine of choice, whether it be a percolator or a Keurig. But when you're on the road, it's very hard to get the quality of coffee that you would expect. So right. when you're traveling, do you bring your own like coffee with you? You bring your own machine with you? Do you like pack it in a separate suitcase so it's with you everywhere so you can get that dynastic cup of coffee every single time? Well, here's the thing. I'm always going to have dynastic coffee on me. However, mm-hmm. traveling is one of the big perks of professional wrestling. So what I like to do is I like to, and this is, I'm a known advocate of doing this, is I like to go to the highest rated local coffee shop in the area. I will go there. I will order a portado and a drip coffee, one of both, and I will judge them right there on the spot. And I will let everybody know on social media, this place is legit or this place sucks. And I go there and you know, it's a great experience for me. It's a great way for me to get into my mindset prior to my matchups. You know, everybody has their Zen. Everybody has, you know, their thing that they do. My thing is going to a local coffee shop, finding out uh, what makes them so special, why they were number one rated on Yelp. That's what I use. And I go there and, and uh, I'll sit down and I'll relax. And but don't mistake the fact that I also have coffee ready to go. There's also dynastic coffee in the locker room waiting for me at all times. That's a must. You know, the engine's got to keep on moving. But I do like to go and, and, and fancy myself, you know, a local coffee shop. Right. And I'm glad you support local. There's no need to go to the big box places because big box coffee all tastes the same. But supporting local, that's the great way to do it. I appreciate that. I respect that a lot, actually. I, I, I do support local. You know, I have a spot in, in every town that MLW has gone to and every town that I've gone to independently, um, you know, that stands out to me. And I have no problem ever shouting out that, you know, is it dynastic coffee? No. But is it good local coffee? Of course. Co- coffee is an all-encompassing community. Coffee lovers alike, you know, we respect each other. I respect the coffee drinker. You're a coffee drinker, right? I am, sir. I do. I drink, I drink you know, three to you four know, cups a day. Excellent. You know who's not a coffee drinker? Yes, I do, sir. Okay, then we need to say no more. <laughs> Absolutely. A non-coffee drinker, you're up. Okay. Well, the, the decaf makes me a little lightheaded, so I, that's why I can't drink coffee. Oh. That's right. So I, I, I drink the tea. So uh, okay, you but- will now you will now be referred to as non-coffee drinker for the remainder of me ever being on the show. Okay. And hopefully it sticks. That's just your name. Non-coffee. Hey, okay. It'll stick. I could be non-coffee drinker. And hopefully NCD. We'll- NCD. Okay. That's your new nickname. <laughs> NCD. NCD. <laughs> yes. I, I love that's it. That's I mean, it. Your I NCD. completely endorse that. Completely endorse Yep. Okay. That's your it, NCD. man. That, that's it. Go man. ahead. Go ahead and go ahead and get, and get t-shirts made. And I'll, I'll collect the 50% royalty. 
Okay, we'll do. We'll do. Actually, we had Alicia Tute on recently, and uh, she she actually uh, said if she had a dynastic. She said if she had a dynastic coffee mug, she would smash it on the floor. And how, how would you respond to that? I'd say, well, good luck ever getting a dynastic coffee mug because she's banned from buying them, okay. and I would never send her. I would never send her one. So go ahead and okay. slam your imaginary dynastic coffee mug all over your floor, and tweet about it. Go ahead. I mean, uh, Alicia is such a waste of my time. You know, just thinking about her right now, you're honestly aggravating. NCD, honestly, you're aggravating me now. NCD has done nothing but ask me aggravating questions. Okay, I, I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe that'll be my last question. Because I, I, I want you to come back many, many times, and uh, I, I don't want to. That my, my. I didn't mean to piss you off, and I apologize, sir. And uh, I do like the NCD nickname, and it's going to stick, and I, I appreciate well, it. Well, I, I didn't make it for you to like it. It's just that's what it is. Okay. All right. But I like the I like the, uh, the AirPods, by the way. <laughs> I wear them every day of my life, so this is nothing new. 100%. Also, you're wearing, <laughs> I didn't even know. You're wearing, you're wearing <laughs> wired. <laughs> I just noticed that. It's like yeah, no, it's, that's it's, like the poorest thing you could do. Oh my god! All right, they, good, they come good for you. They, they, they come with the phone, so I, I, I use them. <laughs> my god, NCD, you are just digging a deeper hole. Oh, gosh. just a deeper and deeper hole as Quit, we go. George, George, ask a good question. Come <laughs> Richard, on, I do have to ask this. There's a lot of um, speculation on Aztec Underground and what they're doing. They're literally buying up everything that they can get their hands on. Uh, they tried to make IWA an offer. Vega flat out refused. If they had made IWA an offer, they would have been absolved. And you actually would have been representing uh, Promocio Storado or Aztec Underground. Do you have any idea or a, a possible suggestion on who might be, as Savio put it, waiting in the shadows, who might be behind Aztec Underground. I threw out somebody who has ties to Lucha Libre background, who was part of Lucha Underground. I threw out Vampiro. Do you think I'm on the right wavelength with a suggestion like that? Well, I think your thinking is probably in line. Um, you know, for me, you know, Savio is, you know, not only somebody who, you know, took a defeat to me, you know, in terms of, you know, the Caribbean strap match. I mean, that's got a way on him, you know, so emotionally bearing. Um, he's also just not a savvy businessman whatsoever. So, you know, the promotion is the uh, Dorado offer. It probably just went right over his head. It was probably a great fair offer. And he was probably just too stupid to realize what it was. Um, in terms of who is behind this and all of the master, you know, puppeteer manipulation i am not entirely sure you know i'm so encapsulated in just being the caribbean champion and you know focusing on my brand and my marketing and all of that that i haven't really dug too deep into it but i'm sure as the iwa slash mlw caribbean champion i will be heavily involved in any discussions because you know if somebody were to want to buy iwa well now they're they're getting me as a champion, and that is a hell of a bargaining chip. You know, it's probably the main reason that somebody would want to strike a deal anyway. So, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm sure that they're going to be a good business partner for me, as I will be for them. And I don't know. It's all pure speculation at the moment. Right. And has Selena De La Renta or anyone from Promotions Toronto reached out to you at all? No. We, we you know, we, we have had, uh, you know... 
I'd actually like to not comment on that. Fair enough. I appreciate the non-comment. No problem, sir. No problem. Can, can I try one more question? <laughs> <laughs> see uh, if this see if this one works. <laughs> yeah, just just humor okay, me. Okay, so so Dynasty and Injustice have a common enemy in Contra. Uh, would Dynasty be open to aligning with Injustice to battle Contra? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lewis, I think you're done. I okay. think you're done. That was George. my last. That, that was my last question, and I won't ask anything else. Uh, George, you're up, man. George, um, take over. So, Richard, I, I do have to. I do have to ask this. Um, with what happened with Max Kruger and Hammerstone not being a hundred percent, are you worried or concerned at all that they may come after you as the next as being pretty much aligned with Hammerstone? I mean, there could be repercussions. We've seen it elsewhere. And another question, side question. I know you don't much care for injustice, but I do have to ask this. Jordan Oliver is going to be facing Jacob Fatu in a couple of weeks. I already said Fatu is going to make him a widow. Do you agree with me on that statement as well? Two-part question. I'll answer the first part of your question in terms of myself, because myself is more important than 100%. anything else. It is. It is. You know, I, I, I do think about this. There's a huge target on my back that I am the Caribbean champion now. You know, people want that championship. Also, the dynasty is the hottest thing in all of MLW. Also, I have my own dynastic coffee brand. Also, I'm incredibly good looking. So there's a lot of things that are working against me that would normally be a positive. Mm -hmm. But Contra is going after Hammerstone right now. And obviously, Hammerstone and I are directly correlated. Is there a chance that Joseph Samael and Jacob Fatu and everybody else that's affiliated with, with Contra Unit now might be looking at me, that they might be in, in their boardroom with me and putting the pin on my head, looking at me and saying, that's our next target. It's possible. I'm an educated man, though. You know, so I'm wise enough to think about this. So they might be, they might think that they're two steps ahead of me. Well, guess what? I'm five steps ahead of their two steps that they thought they were ahead of me of. Right. Absolutely. That's seven. That is seven steps, George. Mm -hmm. You are. That you is are seven. Right. That is seven steps. Now, in terms of Jordan Oliver and Jacob Fatu, Jordan's doing a hell of a job. Jacob Fatu is the heavyweight champion. I think he's also double his size. I, I don't really know what's going to happen there. All I know is that I'm focused on Hammerstone and myself. As you should be, as you should be. And you're right. And I, I can't wait uh, to one day get my hands on one of those dynastic coffee mugs because I know it would make my coffee taste 10 times better than it already does. Why hasn't it been ordered yet? I'm working on it, sir. I've been a little bit busy with the family. I'm working on it. No excuses. I'm going to get on it right away. I'm going to order one too. <laughs> and NCD, if you dare order one. <laughs> Am I banned as well from ordering? If you put, if you put tea in that coffee mug, you will be hearing from a certain individual. Will the coffee bug self-destruct if T enters it? Will it just automatically disintegrate? Well, there's a disclaimer that comes with it. And that's, you know, if if T is put into it and we somehow find out about it and we will find out about it, you are and will be sued by my lord, such my father. Okay. Okay. Don't buy it, Lewis. Don't buy it. You're just I, risking I a lawsuit. I don't think I can now. I, I can't. Uh, I don't want to get sued. No, so I think I'll, I'll skip it. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'll get a T-shirt instead. You could buy a T-shirt. I mean, that would be a, that would be a massive upgrade to your wardrobe. Oh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, thanks, exactly. thank, thanks. I appreciate that. No well, problem, Richard, MCD. As always, Richard, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Second time back on the show. You know, you're always welcome because you know that I will ask the educated questions. And I always respect you. I, I I enjoy the banter that we share. I feel like uh, we respect one another because of the similar interests, the intelligence levels, and the fact that. We're both coffee drinkers. It's it's just a natural. It's like it's like owning a, a Jeep or a Ferrari. If you know someone else who does, you kind of give that little tip of your hat, like, "Hey, you're you're in a class yeah. of your own." A hundred percent. And you know what? Does you know? Uh, I personally enjoy a stimulating conversation with somebody who is of the same education level. You know, that's 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 how you grow in life. Uh, NCD has a lot to work on. He needs to make a lot of upgrades. He's got to cut the cords. He's got to ditch the hat. He's got to start drinking some coffee. I can't help that man. I mean, that that is just, you know, I've given him so much free advice tonight that I'm actually thinking about sending him an invoice, even though I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm thinking about sending him an invoice because, my God. Amazing. Well, hopefully I, I, I can get back into your good graces uh, in the near future. I mean, we'll see. I doubt it. Okay. Okay. All right. So for me and my my partner, uh, NCD, uh, which I don't even want to let him shout out his socials. Richard, why don't you go ahead and, and let everyone know if they aren't following you where they should be, because they should be. It's just stupid not to be. At this point, if you're not, you're uneducated. But, you know, it happens at most marketable on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle on both at most marketable. You can also go to ProAustinTees.com, buy one of my new T-shirts. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to order the coffee mug right after we get off of this because I don't want to delay it any longer. And my socials are uh, at underscore straight talk on Twitter, straight talk wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. And I also have a pro wrestling tease. So hit it up, support the uh, show straight talk wrestling and pro wrestling tease. And the YouTube page is straight talk wrestling again, Richard. Thank you so much. The Caribbean champion for coming on MLW rewind today. Uh, NCD go ahead and shout out your socials quickly. I, I don't think uh, I think I've been punished. I, I don't I don't think uh, you deserve to hear my socials today. So I yeah I'll, no I'll, no I'll skip no, it. no no socials for NCD. <laughs> Thanks for having me, George. I'm gonna sign off. NCD, get your life together. I'll try. I'll try. Thanks. Right. Thank you so much, Richard. Enjoy the rest of your day.